Amen. Thank you, guys. Thanks for pushing through all that. Thank you, worship team. You guys are awesome. Yeah. Thank you, tech team. I, um, I might have caused some of that. I realized I left my mic on probably, which you were probably trying to figure out what was happening at the beginning, but you're welcome. I, <laughs> I'm a little off, too, you know. I cut my hair, and it's like a little traumatic experience for me every time. <laughs> I was totally calm through this one, though. I just want you to know it was good. I, um, the reason I cut my hair, I mean, there's a lot of reasons, but today, especially with the new year and the new day, uh, just God was speaking to me in, in such a profound way. And I'm so blessed. He's amazing. That's all I'm going to say, man. God is amazing. And I love him. And I'm so blessed to be called his child. And uh, I'm learning what that means still. I have a long ways to go. But it seems like he's teaching me stuff every day. And I'm so blessed to be called a child of God. And I, I just want to share with you what he's laid on my heart. And I'm super excited about this. And whether it comes through or not, it doesn't matter. It's here. I've received it. God's asking me to share it with you. And I want you to know that God is saying in 2021 to me in my personal prayer time and then coming to you as his church, God wants to give us a new faith. That is what God's speaking to me in my heart. Not a new belief, not a new theology, a new faith. And as we look at that and praying about that, it's a stronger faith, it's a bigger faith, it's an unmovable faith, it's a fully trusting faith. And that is exactly what God has called us into. And I believe that it is something super exciting because it's going to bring about some new challenges, new experiences, and new opportunities. Because that's how we build up our faith, and we absolutely need new faith. We don't want to live on yesterday's faith. We want to look at God's Word, as always. And God was speaking through the prophet Isaiah to His people. You know, I want to encourage you guys, if you're not spending time in God's Word, like later on, all of our messages are online, and they stay there. You can access them through our website or the app. But I would love it if you would go to some of these scriptures and read the full context of everything going on when it's there. So, we are going to read Isaiah 43, verse number 9. This is God speaking through the prophet Isaiah. Gather the nations together. Assemble the peoples of the world. Which of their idols have ever foretold such things? Which can predict what will happen tomorrow? Where are the witnesses of such predictions? Who can verify that they spoke the truth? So God is challenging the world with all their false gods to come up with a case that proves who they are and that they exist. God says, show me. Come on, bring them together. I'm calling everybody on the planet to say, where is your God? Check it out. He answers right here. This is so great, man. But you are my witnesses. Oh, Israel says the Lord, you are my servant. You have been chosen to know me, believe in me, and understand that I alone am God. There is no other God. There never has been, and there never will be. Isn't that awesome? God's making a statement, church. He's telling the world, I'm Him. I'm alone. It's only me. Yes, I, I, yes, I am the Lord, and there is no other Savior. Amen. All right, come on, put it in the bank, man. 
There's not many roads to heaven. There's one. There's only one. This is God's word. Listen to what God's saying now. First, I predicted your rescue. Then I saved you and I proclaimed it to the world. No foreign God has ever done this. You are witnesses that I am the only God, says the Lord. From eternity to eternity, I am God. No one can snatch you out of my hand. No one can undo what I have done. This is what the Lord says. Your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, for your sakes I will send an army against Babylon, forcing the Babylonians to flee in those ships they're so proud of. Before I read any further, I just want you to know God was giving a message to His people saying, I'm there, you're in perils, you see that great army that's coming against you? I got this. That's what he's telling them. Check this out now. I am the Lord, your Holy One, Israel's Creator and King. I am the Lord who opened a way through the waters, making a dry path through the sea. I called forth the mighty army of Egypt with all its chariots and horses. I drew them beneath the waves, and they drowned, their lives snuffed out like a smoldering candle wick. This is God's saying. He's talking to us. He's saying, look, I'm the one that destroyed that mighty army. Yep, God does that stuff. But forget all that. It is nothing compared to what I'm going to do. For I'm about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers and dry wasteland. This is our God speaking church. God's speaking through the prophet Isaiah. He's telling the people, look, you see the challenge you're facing. I got that. Look back in your history and look what I've done. Know that in your future, I'm still God. All right, that was the message that he was given to his people. I have been present in your past. I'm present in this moment. And I am present in the future because I am God alone. There is no other. Hey man, he has performed miracles on their behalf and they saw them. They were a people because of him. They have an opportunity again. (laughs) In spite of whatever situation they found themselves in, he, God, was able to deliver them and make a way even when there was no other way. Okay, now as we look at this and we're thinking about what God is doing, church, nothing... This is such a simple little statement that we make. Nothing is too hard for God. Nothing is impossible with God. He is a creative, all-powerful God. He is. He can make a way where there's no way. He can provide water where there's no water. He can provide food where there's no food. He is the one and only God who makes a way when there seems there is no way. Now, the other day as I was praying and looking at 2021 and asking God for His vision for my future and yours as we go as a church I was challenged to go back and look at my journal I started journal about three years ago I think as one of my spiritual disciplines to add my life in my walk with God and so just writing little things down I look back in my journal for 2020 I was like completely blown away As I began in January 1 of last year, and I began to look through, and I was reading the pages and and turning the pages and time after time, church, I want you to know, I began to just weep sitting there with God. I was like, man, God, your presence 
was so real, so amazing. In the little situations, in the massive situations, God was there. Over and over again, what I wrote in my journal was how God showed up in each and every one of these situations. How every single Sunday, the presence of God was so tangibly real that the people of God were responding to Him. I'm writing down in daily life how His presence was so, so massively real. My own surrenders. When my wife was diagnosed with cancer in the unknown future, and to see God's hand move in that, when I saw my friend Dino, who went on into eternity, diagnosed with cancer at the same time, and I watched as many lives were out, and we couldn't do anything to celebrate with all the stuff going on. And as I was going through the pages, and I was like, God, through all the craziness and the unknown, and the stuff that was happening in people's lives, there you were, over and over again. God showed up. Not just like in a feeling. No, God showed up. When we pause and we look back, God was saying this to Israel. I'm here. I am alone, God. I know you're panicking in your situation. See, they were looking at an army that was coming against them. They were seeing something that was opposing them, that was bigger than them, that they had no control over. God says, look back. Look what I've done. Look who I am. Look what I've done for you. Look what I've done in you and look what I've done through you. That's what God was challenging his people with church. Come on. For January 1st, you know if you get our Be the Church video series, we do a little daily devotional from Monday through Friday. If you don't get that, you can sign up for it. Don't care if you don't. Just want you to know it's there. Listen, I read these verses on January 1. This started this whole... Prior to giving that devotional, as I was talking to God about this whole year and what he was doing, God brought me to these verses, and man, I'm like, I'm kind of overwhelmed by this little statement here. Exodus chapter 12, verse 1. While the Israelites were still in the land of Egypt, the Lord gave the following instructions to Moses and Aaron. This is God speaking. Listen, from now on, this month will be the first month of the year for you. So, like, I've read that and I know what it says and everything. But as I read that the other day and I was praying and talking to God, I was just blown away. I was blown away with that, the simplicity of God saying, yeah, I don't care what your calendar says. I don't care where you're living right now. I don't care what you're facing right now. I'm starting something new. This is God. He's talking. He's like, look, church, please hear this. They were still in slavery and bondage in Egypt. They were. They were still slaves. God says, yeah, I'm doing something new. Mark it down. Start today, actually. This is 1-1-1. I'm God. I can do whatever I want. Now, in the middle of all this, God had sent his messenger Moses. If you know the Exodus story, you know this. Moses comes to the people and says, guess what? God's heard your prayers. We're getting out of here. They're all like, woo let's go pack our bags. We'll wait, wait a minute. <laughs> we got some stuff to deal with first, right? See, we're always thinking that it's happening this moment. When God says something on my calendar, it's like, right now. 
God, bring it on. I'm in. Let's go. Make it happen. No, God said, it's happening now. But God's now is a little bit different than Dave's now. And as we look at what happened, we know this. There were nine plagues that God brought against Egypt. There was a time when things were unfolding as God was doing a new thing. When that happened, what happened to God's people? In a bad situation, things got worse. A little more amens right there. See, God showed up and things got worse for God's people. Come on. We need to embrace this. This is God's plan. When He sent His messengers saying, I'm about to do something, everybody's excited, but the excitement turned sour pretty quick when what God was doing required more effort out of them. (laughs) You should probably read that story if you don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Because what happened was those that opposed them, the Egyptians, their taskmasters increased their workload, made it harder for them, made it more difficult. And God started to defeat their gods. Remember, He's God alone. And every one of the plagues attacked one of the gods of Egypt and showed that He alone was God. And it was here at the final plague, number 10, where God said to Moses and Aaron, this is one, one, one. It's happening now. But things were still going on, right? Okay, now, as we consider that then, we look at what God was doing, the fact that things got a little more difficult for them. Nothing had physically changed when God said, it's new. We know that it didn't happen for... I'm going off my memory, so I know it's... But the baby, the lamb was with them for 10 days. They killed it. I think it was like 12 days in or something like that. Even the 12th or the 14th day of the month. I'm sorry, it was the 14th day of the month. God said, bring that lamb in. So God said it's new, and they still had a little season of time before the Passover angel made his thing happen. Okay. So, this new month, New Year God had established, happens in our calendar year of April, May time frame. It's, I'm not sure how you pronounce it. I think it's Nissan or Nissan, whatever. Uh, it's the beginning, God's beginning. And it happens on our calendar in April and May. So I look at this and I'm like, man, you know, it's so awesome that our God is not contained by our ideas, by our calendars, by our wants or desires, by our interpretations, by our understanding of prophecies. God is not bound to anything other than himself. His word alone is who he's bound to. He has no boundaries. That's the God we serve. Man, he's amazing. (laughs) So God himself determines times, dates, and what and when. His plan will be instituted, church, and his plan will be completed. God's will. No politician will change it. No church will change it. No prophet will change it. God's plan will be implemented and completed because He is God alone. And it doesn't matter what we do. We can all vote against it. Doesn't matter. 
See, when they left Egypt, Israel themselves as they did, let's look back there just with our memories for a second and remember, when they left, the night of the Passover, when God came through and struck down all the firstborn, where the blood wasn't over the doors of the Passover lamb, amazing stuff. When they left, God's word tells us that they left triumphantly, victoriously, and with great wealth. See, their Egyptian neighbors who had enslaved them and had afflicted them through all these 400 years brought over silver and gold and clothes and they gave it to the Israelites to tell them to get out. So they left out like they had just pillaged Egypt in a conquest, which was God's. And God rewarded them and it says Israel went out triumphantly as they celebrated this amazing God and they went out with great fanfare. But church, soon the fanfare faced challenges. No water, no food, no meat, complaints about leadership. Hello? <laughs> Trapped by their enemies. So this is why God says this in that passage to Isaiah and to us. Look back in your history. When there was no water, God provided water, come on church, out of a rock. No other God has done that. No other God can do that. When there was no food, God said, get up and look at the ground. There is food. And the people were like, what is it? Manna. That's the Hebrew word of what is it? Manna. God said, there's food. Pick it up. I'm giving you food. No other God can do that. Church, when they were whining about the manna, you know how we get tired of the same thing? That's all we got is this. We, we want meat. God says, okay. And that night, a wind blew, and there were quail everywhere. And they got the quail, and they ate the meat. No other God can do that. Only God. Here's one for everybody here today. Please listen. In the midst of all this, there, there came this conflict of Korah got all full of himself. And he was like, Moses, who do you think you are leading us? Yeah, you brought us here, but you haven't done what you said you'd do by bringing us out. Therefore, you should no longer be the leader, but I should be the leader. And Dathan and Abiam joined him and they came against Moses and Aaron and 250 influential leaders of the nation of Israel joined them in their rebellion and when they came to Moses and they said we're done with you we're taking over you know what Moses didn't say wait I got the rights I've got this no you know what Moses did he said oh God Read number 17 later today. You're going to be blown away by all it says. Moses asked God not to strike him down. And this is the challenge he brought to him. He said, tomorrow, you guys bring your incense offerings before God. Go ahead. We'll find out who God's chosen to be the leader. He goes over to the tents of Abiam and, and uh, Dathan, and he says, he says to all the people around them, should probably get away from their stuff. Get away. 
If these men die a natural death, then I'm, God's not speaking through me. But if God does a new thing, you're going to know God chooses who He chooses to be a leader. You know what happened? God splits open the earth. And there goes Korah and his entire family into the earth. And the earth closes on them. And Israel's screaming and running away. It's not the end of it. There's 250 guys over there with this incense offering it to God. Listen, they were, they were doing an incense offering to God as God had dictated it should be done, but not by them. Amen. And the Word of God says the fire of God came out and consumed all those guys and they were dead yes. on the spot. See, God's He's all about doing new stuff in new ways. But we got to embrace His ways and not our ways. Amen. And we can't rebel against what God's trying to do. No one can do this but God. No one. See, a lot of church people and a lot of the church and Christians across our nation are all like consumed with all this stuff political. It's like, just step back and let's see what God does here. Amen. Come on, man. Look what God's done. Y'all should be clapping on that. Not as a few of you. Seriously, look what God He says. Look back. Look what I've done. I'm the one that swallowed up Pharaoh and the armies. I'm the one that's going to make the Babylonians run to their ships and get out of here. I'm the God that provided water out of a rock. I provided food on the ground. I provided meat on the wind. I'm the one who chooses who leads when and where. I am God and there is no other. And when the enemy came against them and there they were, trapped against the Red Sea, and they're like, oh, Moses, why did you do this to us? We'd rather be slaves over there. It wasn't so bad. God says, Moses, just hold up your rod. I'm going to push that water aside with this wind coming through. And Go ahead, just walk out of here. No God can do that but our God. <laughs> Man, he's amazing, isn't he? <laughs> See, as you and I face an unknown future, and we do, all of us, we don't really know what tomorrow brings to us. We know the end. We're going to die. I mean, all of us are praying for a rapture before that happens, but <laughs> this is not a prophetic word. It's just Dave's opinion. You're probably going to die. Okay? <laughs> Not in 2021, I hope. I'm just saying the future is there, right? So listen, I'm just saying, as we don't know the future, we have to remind ourselves that we serve a God who does know the future. We serve a God who has a plan. We serve a God who knows no boundaries. We serve a God who can simply say, today's a new day. <laughs> God just says, mark it down, today's a new day. I don't care what everybody else says. I don't care what the world's doing. I don't care what your calendar says. I don't care what the consequences of your life are right now. It's a new day. That's God. I mean, see, we can't allow current and future situations to fog our sight of the God we serve. We serve the one true God, the Savior of the world, the only real God. That's who we serve. This is our history. God has given us His Word. I'm pointing at my Bible here, not my iPad. It's right here. It's like God's Word. God's Word says to us, 
Look what I've done. Look who I am. Don't you think I have you? Don't you think I have a plan? Don't you think I'm working? Don't you think you're going to face uncertain days? (laughs) See, God's giving us these opportunities so that our faith is made new. When we face days with no water, we won't have water. God can provide that out of a rock, right? He knows. It doesn't mean there's going to be days that you won't be thirsty. Why do you think they were complaining? They were thirsty. God's got it. Do you know what he said about all these journeys and everything? He told them at the end of their journeys, he says, I did this to prove you and to show you I am God. Every challenge that you went through, I knew. I wanted you to know you could trust me and that I got you. They didn't, did they? That whole generation. Do you know that the very next day after God swallowed up Korah, burnt up all those guys, the very next day, the people came up and complained against Moses for killing all those good people. Are we stupid or what? I mean... No offense to you. I'm just saying, people, humanity, we're so dumb. I mean, it's like God's right there and he's doing this and then we're going to go complain again? We're pretty good at complaining. Just look at Facebook. (laughs) We're so good at complaining instead of praising God and looking at what he's doing. See, as God provides, he wants you to know he can do something new in the midst of it all. (laughs) He wants to. So this is a reminder to us as we look at Hebrews, the book of Hebrews. You remember the 11th chapter of Hebrews, they call it, the, um, they, people call it the great hall of faith, hall of fame of faith. So it goes through in chapter 11, naming all these people and the, the faith that they had and the different things that God did through them and all that was going on, how amazing he is. And at the end of that, we start into chapter 12, verse 1, and this is what it says. So I'm using this as we look at all the scriptures and the things God's given us today. We read these verses again. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. See, God's word's like saying to us constantly, look look forward, look at Jesus. Don't look at your situation. Don't look at the moment. Don't look at the current crisis. Look at Jesus. Look at Jesus. Keep your eyes focused there. For one moment, God says, look back. We're not taking our eyes off Jesus for who he is. We're looking back at what he's done. We look back and see God's hand over and over and over again. I don't care who you are. You can look back in your life. I don't care how young you are or how old you are. And you can see God's hand. God himself has moved on your behalf. God has spared your life. God has been there. God has pursued you. God has called you. He's invited you. He's loved you. There he is. He's like, look at me. I am God alone. So, as we see all the evidence in Scripture and in our own lives, the lives of the people around us that we love and know, we look to the future and see Jesus. 
it's a lot easier to see God in the past. It is. We look back there and it's like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Friends, as we look forward, he's just as real. He's just as real tomorrow as he was back there. He's just as aware of your situation, your family, your messed up stuff in you. He's just as aware of that as he was back then. He's amazing. So, we look forward. We keep our eyes on Jesus in order to see what we ought to be like as we represent him. See, he's calling us into that place of Christ-likeness. So as I look at him, it shows me, God shows me, as he bursts this new faith in me, that I have complete trust in him. Truth in every way, my faith trusts him in all circumstances. I would love to be able to stand here before you and say, 2021 is going to be amazing. <laughs> I would love to. I would love to tell you that everything is going to be good and everything is going to change and everything is going to go the right. No, I can't tell you that. I can tell you this. Our God knows all about it. Amen. <laughs> He's not scared about our future. He's not nervous. He's not awaiting to see what decisions people make. He is God. And as he looks to the future, he's saying, I'm inviting you on my journey, God's journey. Don't invite him on yours. Yours is screwed up. <laughs> God's inviting you on his journey. And there is nothing like his journey. You know, as I was thinking about today, and I was born and raised in the Detroit metro area, so everything's about automobiles there, you know. It's, if you don't know that, it's everything there pastored two churches there in my life uh, as a pastor in, in Michigan and grew up in that environment. Uh, I think most of my brothers worked at some point in the car manufacturing stuff. So it was, uh, the autos were always a big part of our life, you know, and they would have an auto show every year and I would go every single year. I loved it. I loved like looking at new cars. I love that new car smell. I like to see the new things and the ideas they have and stuff. I do. That's just something I really like. And as I was thinking about that, you know, this is what's been happening. Just putting this in a parallel and a contrast with what God's doing. See, the auto manufacturers are working on not just this year's model, but future models. They're working on stuff, right? And trying to make it better yep. and something more user-friendly and, and more appealing to people. And, uh, and there's times where they finally make a complete remodel of a vehicle, redesign, yep. but it still has the same name. You don't have to look at the back to see the name to know it's the same thing, but it's the same thing, just made new. Yeah. And so I was like, man, God, you're so awesome. Some things they just have to tweak a little bit, a couple little things here and there to make it a little bit different. And some things just completely redo. I want you to know God wants to do that in your life in 2021. If you need a complete makeover, God does that. He, he's amazing. You'll have the same name, but you won't look the same to anybody around you. And they'll take a second look at you and say, who was that? That person's kind and gentle and loving. They were never like that. <laughs> Seriously. If you need Jesus in your life, he will give you a complete redesign and makeover. Those of you that are walking with him, I just want you to know you do need to be tweaked. All right. <laughs> You have some user flaws. And things need to be changed. But the only way it can be changed is when you surrender and submit to the Holy Spirit when He's saying, I want to do this in your life. You've got to let Him. 
You can lock the doors if you want. That's up to you. But why would you? We want to be like Christ. That's what he's called us into. So let's let him remake us. Redesign whatever he needs to do. I'm all in. God, I trust you. I don't care who I was in the past. I care about who I will be in the future. I don't care what people thought of me there. I care what you think of me here. God, take me. Use me. Let's go forward. Amen, church? Well, stand with me. We'll get out of here. Do you need a, a complete redesign? If you do, Jesus is waiting. He is ready to put his stamp on you. Isn't that amazing? It's all here. I want you to know. We, we call people to the altar, which is the front of the church. I'm saying, like, if you can't step out and say, I need Jesus in front of us, you'll never do it in the world. So I'm just saying, like, we keep our eyes up, turn the lights on. We want everybody to know we need Jesus. If you need a makeover, come on forward. If God's talking to you about some things He wants to change in your life and you need to surrender it to Him, come on forward. If you just want to tell Him, I'm all in, and He's calling you, listen to the Holy Spirit, come on forward. See, God is calling us to this new faith, new opportunities. Same old God. An amazing God. And He loves you. Thank you guys for coming forward. Anybody else, you can join them. And there's seats in the front. If you can't kneel down, that's totally fine. We're just coming before God and being real. That's what He's called us to. You need to repent. Maybe 2020 was an absolute disaster for your faith. Repent. You're not confined to that. God's not like, oh, well, you screwed up. I'm done with you. He's calling us. Let's do this together. Father, we love you. Holy Spirit, thank you. Thank you for your faithfulness to us. Thank you for calling us. Thank you for new faith in a new year. God, you're so amazing. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for everyone that's come forward. It's responded to you, Holy Spirit. We want to stay sensitive to you. Lord, lead us. Transform us. Change us. We want to be Christ-like in every way, God. Lord, we want to represent you. We want to be your church. Lord, your church, your people. Now go with us, Lord. Go before us. We trust you for the water, the food, the meat, the protection. We trust you for providing our leaders as we present ourselves to you alone. God, we love you. It's in Christ's name we pray these things. Amen. 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 God bless you, church. Hey, you all that are praying, you just stay as long as you need to. Stay and just know that you're right and good and ready to go, and we'll go face it. And God bless you guys. Thanks for being here today.